Let's just get right down to business. The Joe Roberts Show. This, this is The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. On today's show, we have Doman, the Senior Product Manager of Swiss Berg Earn. We are going to discuss details about the project funding team and token along with any plans on the roadmap. We'll get more details on the Swissburg Earn and how the company is innovating in the DeFi sector. So why don't you start off with a little bit about yourself and kind of how you landed there? Yeah. Hey, um, thanks for having me here today. First of all, I landed at Swissburg in 2021. Basically, I had my first interaction with crypto in 2017 when I first bought Ethereum and some other cryptos. Then I was constantly trading or involved in crypto in some other way but at the end of 2020 i started using DeFi more and more actually started at the middle of 2020 and then at the end of 2020 i came across swissborg so swissborg had a smart yield product which basically allowed you to earn yield directly from DeFi from swissborg app and that's what's super intriguing for me because they did all the work for you you know, no MetaMask wallet or any other wallet, just with work app and multiple assets. So in the beginning of 2021, I applied for the job, got the job. And now I'm basically the lead of this product. So SwissBork Smart Yield evolved into the SwissBork Earn, and I'm leading the development of it. So pretty cool journey. All right, well, let's dive into the uh, SwissBork Earn product, right? I mean, there's been a lot in the news this year in uh, 2022 with some of the other people in the space or maybe competitors that have blown up. And a lot of people are probably under the assumption that a lot of this yield is not sustainable. So why don't you start with breaking down, you know, what your product is and, you know, how are you guys aggregating that yield? Yes. So SwissBorg current product is basically an easy way to access DeFi yield. So what we as a SwissBorg do for our users, basically we find a DeFi platform and then we evaluate that platform. Of course, you just mentioned sustainability. This has been a very big issue. So one of the factors how we evaluate is also the yield sustainability. And then we have protocol risks and other kind of risks. We also try to get in touch with the team which developed the DeFi platform. So I know quite a lot of people in the DeFi since I always try to get in touch with them. I try to figure out what are the constraints, what are the risks. We are also asking some questions which they <laughs> probably don't want to be asked because we have an internal team of people who monitor risk. We have a team of smart contract engineers. So SwissBorg is not just CFI, it's also going into the DeFi. So that team would basically tear their smart contract down. They would ask them those questions. And even we would try to, I don't know, put a score on a flash loan attack and other things. So then we would publish the report, be completely transparent, and also tell the user, like, this is a strategy using this DeFi platform, and that's the risk associated with it. So if you're okay with those risks, then you should go into this strategy. Otherwise, you have a safer strategy, which also has some risk because crypto is not, not risk-free, <laughs> not at all, and you will get lower AQI. So users can choose 
which DeFi strategy they will put their money to. So that's pretty impressive, I believe. And currently we allow users to earn yield on 20 different crypto assets and we support more than 25 different DeFi strategies. Where are you guys kind of located and what customers are you serving currently across the globe? Yeah, sure. Um, so Swissborg is located in Lausanne, Switzerland. There we have headquarters, but we also have an office in Lisbon, in Estonia. Some people are also based in Dubai because it's a hub for crypto currently. And we are serving mostly users in French-speaking countries. So France, Switzerland, but also UK is quite strong and Germany as well, since we offer app in those three languages as well. And have you guys uh, raised any capital from any VCs? You guys bootstrapped or what's kind of the deal there? Actually, we did not raise any capital from the VCs yet. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But might happen, of course. But we raised an ICO round in early 2018. So not the best time for ICOs, but SwissBork was quite successful. I think due to the passion of our founders, we managed to raise 50 million in January 2018. So it was not easy as I heard. I was not here yet, but I heard that they did some awesome growth hacks and they were successful, like uh, pretty cool. Now, do you see uh, a lot of users tend to drift towards going to the higher rate? Yeah, we saw this trend a few months ago. Now I think it's a bit slowing down since all the collapses, etc. So they now know if it's too high, it's too good to be true. But still, we are planning to add some pretty impressive yields soon. By the end of the year, we will have multiple strategies with double-digit APY. And what we are going to do, we are going to limit the amount. So we will not allow users to go full degen and go all in into those strategies. So like we are really putting the safety of the user almost first. I would say user experience first, safety second. Yeah, I think most users, uh, you know, or investors in general, whether it's crypto or anything, they, uh, I think, automatically tend in their mind to think that they're never going to lose. So they automatically just pick the higher rate because it's a higher rate, right? And they kind of have this thought that, hey, it's not going to go bad until it actually does. But that's why I was kind of, you know, getting at is how do you kind of educate the people? It seems like it could be a little tricky because if you know you're going to offer a high rate product, almost everyone's going to take the high rate product, right? Because they're going to want more yield. Exactly, but we will educate them through different articles, notifications, videos. Like we will also like tear down those risks and explain the protocol risk in a user-friendly way. It's almost impossible, but we are trying to do our best to explain those that like high APY does not necessarily mean that this is sustainable or that this cannot be hacked. You know, everything can be hacked. Like this was proven in the past. So it's not an easy job. And it's a part of my job that I don't like the most, explaining risks. And we struggled a lot with it because at the end of the day, like what, what is important to you as well is like having a lot of AOM. So you have to do a trade-off in order to, to avoid rep losing reputational risk and avoid like having unsatisfied users for a lower APY or for being completely transparent. So you just have to do this because like, I think this is, somehow in our DNA, you know, that we are trying to be transparent and that we are protecting our users. If I myself, I'm a bit more risk-taking. So if 
I would put in, into the app all the strats that I am willing to invest in, this would look completely different. But I have to listen to the users. I have to obey some rules, you know, some regulation and, and other stuff. And I have to protect them or we have to protect them as Swissborg. So what are the current rates people can expect on the different yield strategies? On ETH, we give around 5%. On stable coins, you can get up to 6%, 5.5%. On Bitcoin, it's around 1%, but that's currently realistic, right? In DeFi. Then we have on Solana, around 6 on DOT, around 8 Avalanche, around 6 as well. But as I said, those rates will go... Some of them will go above 10% before the new year because we're going we're gonna to introduce the new mechanism called lockup. So with this mechanism, I believe we will see rates on DOT, Solana, Matic, Avalanche, BNB near above 10% on all of them and in a pretty sustainable manner and also, I would say, low risk. So let's go to the stablecoin yield, right? I mean, everyone's always wondering what's the magic sauce behind the behind the scene or, or if it's really not any magic sauce. So how, how do you generate the yield? How do we generate the yield on stablecoins? Actually, in two ways. So one would be collateralized lending on Aave. And the second one would be providing liquidity on Stargate. So we basically provide liquidity in Stargate pools. If you don't know what Stargate is, Stargate is basically the most known bridge that has not been hacked by this day and behind it is also a very strong team we've been in touch with the team we've been doing due diligence and risk assessment on stargate for quite some time so it was not an overnight decision for us to use stargate and the rates on stargate are quite okay the liquidity is good so there is a lot of tvl and this is where we basically allow our users to generate yield as well. Of course, majority of users are getting their yield on stablecoins on Aave. You could do, if you're an end user, like I myself, I could use some Algo stablecoin, you know, which I don't understand at all, like how it's back or something, some new Algo stablecoin, and I could just like get 15% easily, right? But if the DPEX, what then, you know? So... I still don't myself, I still don't trust many algo stablecoins or crypto backed stablecoins. Of course, DAI is the one that we trust. We also have it in the app. Frax is getting a lot of attention. So maybe Frax is going to be the next one that I'm going to trust as well. Like I kind of partially trust it because it's mostly backed by USDC. So <laughs> if you trust USDC, you should have kind of trust Frax. So with uh, w- w- kind of what we've seen happen with uh, Celsius and the lack of assets on their balance sheet to cover their liabilities, right? How can users these days now have confidence that the platform they're joining assets is greater than the, you know its liabilities and also on an ongoing basis? Definitely not an easy thing. Though we at SwissBorg, we are always transparent. So for us, it's really not hard to see and we are also like we have all the funds segregated and we're also what we are actually doing we are just transferring what users decide to transfer to the DeFi platform so there could never happen that we transferred something and exposed some funds of the user to some risk that user did not say that we should do that 
it does make sense because I believe that some other platforms are probably like using multiple DeFi strategies, maybe even exchanging one stable coin for another one because it has higher APY. So then it could depeg, you know, and you cannot get get it back, at least not at the rate one to one. So it's not an easy question to answer, but you have to decide which is going to be the C5 platform you will trust. Did you say that you guys are different in the sense that, let's say someone like Celsius aggregated some of the assets, we'll call it, on their balance sheet and deployed them in whatever fashion they wanted versus, are you saying you have non-custodial wallets? So if you choose to go to Aave, you basically are just providing the interface for people to engage with Aave or? Kind of, kind of, yeah. You still have funds in our Fireblocks wallet. So Fireblocks is our custodian. We are using it for custody. So you don't actually have your own wallet, right? You, you're using our wallet. We know on our internal ledger, we would know how much it's yours. But yeah, as you said, like we are deploying to Aave on behalf of user. So user is basically just transferring through Swissborg to Aave and he doesn't or she doesn't have to pay any gas fees or anything else. So that's pretty awesome. You know, you can harvest your rewards every day because with Swissborg, we don't, we charge you the, the fees on your rewards. So on your payout, we charge you the small fee. But if you are transferring to on ETH, everybody knows how expensive it is, right? But on Swissborg, you can basically buy deposit every day and you will not pay any gas fees for it, for doing that transaction. So let's go into that. Uh, how does Swissberg make money and how are they generating revenue on all these transactions and the customer base to stay in business? Yeah, so we take fee on your yield. Though we have some kind of premium tiers, so if you hold our tokens, then you also have lower fees on, on those rewards. Basically, if you hold more than 7K, which is the highest premium tier, we don't take you any fees on, on your rewards payout. And why don't you start leading us off with what is that token and what is the utility of that token? Yeah, so our token is CHSB. It went up around 40% in the last month. So basically, the utility of that token, the most important utility is that you can have lower fees in the app. You can also generate yield on the token. So you can lock it for 24 hours and receive yield. There used to be also a governance utility, which we kind of don't do governance that much anymore. Uh, Yeah, those are basically pretty much the most important utilities. And you get a premium tier. So we are working on new utilities of the token. I must admit, this is not in my domain, so I'm not responsible for tokenomics. <laughs> um, but my colleagues are working hardly on those. And like we have a strong community behind that token. Also, one of the rare tokens that managed to still today in the bear market, we did 3x on our ICO price. So we outperformed also ETH by quite a lot. I think we are two times higher than ETH. We are outperformed as well Bitcoin. So our token is doing pretty okay. And the better our product do, uh, the better will token do. And remind us again, what is the benefit or the increase in interest you get to earn based on holding that 7,000 tokens? So if you're holding uh, 7,000 of our tokens, which it's approximately 2,000 euros or $2,000 today, you get lower fees on exchange exchanges. 
So basically, you could get zero to zero point twenty five, and you get zero percent on your yield rewards fees. So basically, you get the full yield. Also, just a quick recap: what Swissboard actually is, right? Our let's say main product or the product that generates the most revenue at the moment is Exchange. So basically. Swissborg is an aggregator. We developed a smart engine, which basically allows you to trade and buy crypto with the best price. Best price meaning that basically we have a routing algorithm that goes through major exchanges such as Binance, Bitfinex, Almax, and so on, Kraken as well. And we find the best price. So it's not necessary if you're buying BTC with your euro, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will buy it directly with euro. It could happen that you would go from BTC to USDC, from USDC to ETH, from ETH to BTC, for example, right? So we basically have this routing mechanism, which is performing very well. So you guys can provide the best price for the users along with interest on the assets that they stake, right? Exactly. And last month, we also launched a new product, which is called Thematics. So with thematics, basically you buy a bundle of cryptos. So our team did an analysis, what should be the ratio of certain crypto? And we call this thematic web tree. So basically you can buy it with one single click. You buy a basket of different cryptos. And then we also do a rebalancing for you. So it's an automated thingy that just rebalances once per week, I believe it is right now and optimizes your portfolio. And thematics are quite a cool product, also something that was requested by our users and also an easy way to to get a tip of multiple cryptos, let's say so. So a lot of people are faced with making a decision of what exchange to go to or where to earn on their crypto. So what sets you apart from the other competitors in the space and how do you guys differ? Yeah, we can go back to the previous topic. So I would say transparency, multiple opportunities with one single asset. You don't see that often. And in a few weeks, I will also say better rates on some assets. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's last hit into, since we're talking about earn, kind of DeFi. You mentioned you speak to a lot of people in the space. You know, give our audience some insights to kind of what's happening behind the scenes in DeFi and what's maybe on the roadmap for the next 12 months. Yeah, so what's happening really a lot in the DeFi is I see a lot of platforms that are offering uncollateralized lending. So I see really a lot of those recently, like, I don't know if it already happened, but for example, there will be also a first platform for Bitcoin. So it's going to be uncollateralized lending of Bitcoin. I think the APY there will be around 6% on this protocol. Otherwise, what is also getting more and more recognition, uh, the Delta neutral options. There is a great platform called Hedge Farm Finance, which offers 18% APY on stablecoin with 95% capital protection. So I can see a lot of these things happening. For example, Ribbon is also developing their own stuff. And those GMX thingy, I think on top of GMX protocol, a lot of new DeFi strategies or DeFi platforms will evolve, you know, using the GMX. So for most of the, we'll call them the regular investors, the audience, right? They're probably not as familiar with the intricate DeFi stuff and protocols. So how, from an investment standpoint, you know, maybe what are some things that 
they should look at or some steps they could take to maybe learn more, you know, get that insight? Yes. So for example, if you want to earn yield on stable coins, which I assume everyone wants, you should look at the DeFi platforms that will offer some kind of collateral on those loans. For example, there is a great pool launching on Maple Finance, which will be, I think, the first pool that actually will have some collateral. It's an icebreaker finance pool. What they're doing, they're lending to the Bitcoin miners. And the APY there is between 13 to 16%, though you have to lock your USDC. So I believe that soon we will see competitors to icebreaker finance pool. So more and more pool providers will have some kind of collateral. For example, I just spoke with the guys who are basically collecting funds for real estate. So they will have an over-collateralized lending for real estate owners. And there will be real estate attached to the NFT. And this will be a collateral. So it's a quite complex product. But to me, it's super interesting because at least there is some collateral. I don't know what would happen in the case of default. It would definitely be not be trivial to solve this. But I think uncollateralized lending is a big thing. But also when collateral will come, it's going to be more interesting for people who are not taking so much risk, but still want uh, decent APYs. So for all the users that are using Swissberg or coming to the platform now, what are some expectations over the next 12 months or so from a roadmap standpoint? Yeah, so in terms of Swissborg current, you will be able to see many opportunities coming and going out because we're going to go into more into the opportunity-based yield. And also you will see definitely real-world yield. So yield coming from the real world and also real yield so basically more and more only DeFi strategies that are profitable that are actually making any revenue and for the other products you will see multiple thematics so multiple products where you can buy a bundle of cryptos and you will be also able to earn rewards on those so you will be able to buy a bundle of crypto and earn some rewards on those bundles which is quite innovative and I think one of a kind product. For the rest, I would rather not say, but maybe recurring buys or dollar cost averaging. So basically we want to position ourselves for the users who are rather new to crypto, but also for the users who want to dive deep into DeFi, but they just don't have enough time. So we are basically cutting all the corners for them. People like to be passive. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know people want to have passive income, but they don't want to put much effort into it. Correct. Correct. Or they just might not have also, you know, be able to do the underwriting or certain DeFi protocols to understand it. That's why they have SwissBorg, huh? That's right. So for all of our listeners, where should they either find you or learn more about the product? They can go to SwissBorg.com or they can just write into the app store SwissBorg because we only have mobile app. I would prefer if you just download the app or you can find me on LinkedIn. You can contact me, ask me anything. I would also be super happy to receive some feedback in terms of app because maybe we can change something. That's good. I appreciate coming out today. The Joe Roberts Show.